Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in for giving back to those in need. This is for you, Eric. As the great Pat Hughes would say, Club 400 is on the air. Well done. Well done. Well, you know, Pat's one of my favorites, and uh, Harry Carey actually is my favorite of all time, but... And Eric McVicker's one of my favorites, so... We gotta get him in here. Well, Bill, what do you think? This is the first episode of something we talked about for over a year. Over a year now, yes. Club 400 Radio. And first and foremost, I'd like to welcome you to the airwaves. As yeah. a regular. I am a rookie. You're a regular guy now. I, you uh, get a key, we'll get you a pass to the bathroom, all that. You're well, good to go. I am a rookie because when I got here today, I walked through the wrong door... <laughs> And I walked into, like, a kid's party. And yeah, I, that wasn't. I, I thought Bill was throwing me, like, a party at first. So I'm like, With little kids. Yeah. yeah that. <laughs> I saw no Bud Light around, so I knew there definitely was no party when I saw the kids. That, that could not be. So let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about what got us here from, you know, a year ago. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, well, where do we start? This is kind of like me and Bill talked about it. This is kind of our intro show. And this show is basically going to be about you guys, the fans. And not only the fans, but the community of Chicago Cubs baseball. That's right. And we had, uh, you have Club 400 that you've created. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But And I was doing stuff on the radio, and we both had mottos that were pretty similar to each other. Yeah, we should start off with that. Go ahead with yours. Mine is people helping people, and yours? Cub fans helping Cub fans. Which are virtually the same thing. Exactly. It was pretty much, uh, you know, we were born, I think, to get together and do this show. And we were kind of bonded by last year because, as most people know, and if you don't know, Club 400 started its Club 400 Christmas surprise last year, and you were the beneficiary. That's so. right. That's right. And, you know, the whole people helping people thing, I think that's not just a motto that both of us put on our logo and throw on our what we're doing. It's what, how, we, how we live. We're always thinking towards how can we help other people, and that's why... I think you and I doing something together is going to really take that times 10 or 20 or hopefully a million. That's what we're shooting for, right? A million. Yeah, we're shooting for a million dollars. And uh, the thing about it is is I'm only really pretty much allowed to do two large events a year. So there's a lot of downtime. So I'm hoping this could bridge the gap and we can do even more, for, especially for people in the community that may need help. And let's face it, you don't have to be a Cubs fan. We'll even help you, the White Sox fan, out if, if you need some help. You may, know, so. I mean, maybe. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll think about it. We'll have to have a meeting. But <laughs> Right. Um, no, we, we're, we're, here, we're here to help people who are in need. Um, recently, we've been, we were at a couple uh, of events, charity events, that were actually helping residents of the community. And Yesterday, I, Jim McMahon. Yeah, and that's what really yeah. gives us kind of the... Um, 
wherewithal to keep going and keep doing stuff like that when you see like the looks on the parents faces and stuff when all these people are getting together jim mcmahon the you know one of the arguably the greatest quarterback ever of the bears you know is in the house and totally hanging out with everybody and stuff like that so i always say and it's the truth and everybody knows that there's power in numbers if you get a bunch of people together that believe in something you can really do something Things that you probably never thought you could do if you band together. That's absolutely right. And that the whole thing I, I mentioned uh, on my Facebook page the other day, it's weird how sports has a way of bonding people. Um, you may not even know that person. For instance, I can't tell you how many times I've been on the road uh, and run into a Cubs fan who bought me a beer and I bought them a beer. Next thing you know, it's three hours later and we're still talking. Just because of that logo on your shirt or the colors that you're wearing, it, right. it bonds people. And... Um, and you know. people across all generations, too. I mean, think about how many uh, seniors. I'm probably in that senior category now, but think about how many seniors you've met and you know and you see at Cubs games and at some of the events that you host and things like that that you would have otherwise not known oh, if not for the Cubs. Timeless, you know. I, you know. I go to a lot of games every year, and it's funny because – you know, once I turn down Irving Park Road on the Clark and then the Grace, you know, I see the park same parking attendants that I see every day. Then I walk to Wrigley, which is the best part of it, and then I see the gate people that I see every day. Same the, people, it's just yeah. the same people. It is a community of people. And then you know, Stadium Club, which I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about real soon. It's closing down this year, but that's a bunch of people that have been together over 20 years inside that stadium. You know. And it's like family. It's family, which yeah. is exactly what Club Four Hundred is, and what what that means to me. So let's let's talk about Club Four Hundred because this being our first show, um, we know that we're going to have all the people that are part of Club Four Hundred listening for sure. But there's going to be people all over. Now this is going out all over the, the right the area and the world once we put it on the podcast. So what is Club Four Hundred? How did it start? Yeah, so Club Four Hundred was basically. A lifelong dream of mine. And uh, I always wanted to do the ultimate Chicago Cubs man cave. Now, back when I, I was uh, growing up in McHenry, Illinois, uh, I had a small 800-square-foot house. I turned a single-car garage into a man cave. And we used to have some great parties there. But the main goal was down the line was when I got married, which, by the way, I met my wife at Wrigley Field. I proposed to her at Wrigley Field. We had a Cubs-themed wedding. So a lot of people asked me about Lisa, and I'm just like, hey, I think she knew what she was getting in for because it was pretty much all Cubs till we got married. You well, know, she's so. on our list of future guests, and I already yeah. have a bunch of questions for her. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I told her, I said, so when we'd go look at houses, the first thing I would do is head to the unfinished basement just to see if that basement was the place where I could build my ultimate Cubs man cave. So she would get mad because she's like, you don't care about the house? I go, no, I just care about the basement just to see if the size would work. So uh, we found the house in uh, Lake in the Hills, and about a year after you know we got it settled in there, we st- I started Club 400, which was ba- about 2,300, 2,500 square foot basement, all Cubs, and I had I wouldn't show anybody this basement as I was building it. It was pretty much me and my contractors. But which, by the way, I only hired Cubs contractors. If you're a Sox guy, I don't care if you had the low bid, you were out of there. You know, <laughs> so. Uh, so. And what I do have to stab you what. For those who might not know, Club 400, the name came from? Well, you know, I was thinking about i got to give this place a name because I think it is pretty special. So I had three or four different names. 
the club 400 basically came from the 400 came from the 400 feet in center field and the club came from my love of music so i wanted a fun place to share you know this to share cubs cubs games with my friends which by the way my friends are pretty mad at me about club 400 because of how popular it's gotten and now you know they don't like paying the 225 dollars uh, to get in when before they were getting in for free but that's a whole nother story but so I, I was building this thing, and I didn't show anybody. And so my goal was, because it was dragging on so long, um, to, to have a party for my 40th birthday party. So I had my real close friends come over, and they were shocked. They couldn't believe what they saw. And more than one of them said, you need to do something with this. You really have something here. And that stuck with me for a while. And then uh, we actually got uh, onto a website called Mashable where they put some pictures on there. And the thing kind of blew up overnight. And uh, we started getting phone calls and stuff like that about people wanting to see it and whatever else. Long story short, which we'll talk about this down the line, the Cubs convention, the Ricketts family, I threw like 20 pictures on Tom Ricketts' desk for the annual Saturday meeting with Meet the Ricketts. And I saw him grab them right after that was over with, and it was like hooking the big fish. I was like, I got him, you know. So so after that, we... uh, uh, he called me over to him on the Sunday morning. He said, I want to come over and see your basement. And I said, are you kidding me? The owner of the Chicago Cubs wants to come over and see my basement? I mean, I was like, that's crazy. What were you hoping for when you dropped the pictures off? Just, I just an kinda, acknowledgement or well, like I ne- I, say, hey, that'd be a cool basement? Or, I never thought he'd actually come, come over. Come, yeah, <laughs> take time out of right. his busy schedule to come over. Right. And he gave me his email address and I'll tell you one thing. Club 400 wouldn't have been be Club 400 if it wasn't for Tom. You know, he gave us recognition, and you know, he set the bar at the beginning, and uh, it's because of him we got Kerry Wood and everybody else. But um, so we were trying to set something with with Tom to come out, and then my buddy Nick Nick Sheridan out of McHenry, he was uh, suffered suffered from bacterial meningitis and lost some limbs, and uh, he was in need of new, uh, all basically two new legs and an arm for prosthetics. So. I asked Tom, Tom, why don't you, if you come out, let's do something for charity. So we did. We did it for Nick, and we raised over 30000 bucks. We had an unbelievable time. It was great. I mean, it was unbelievable. And uh, I said, I think we found out what Club 400 is going to do from this point on, and that's gonna, we're going to use it to help people. So you raised $30,000, obviously paid for Nick's um, new legs and arm, did you say, or legs? Oh, it was uh, actually two legs and an arm. Yeah, and yeah. they're Cubs, too. Which well, yeah, cool. well, there's the Club 400 le- logo was on his legs, so yeah. it's pretty cool. Which is awesome. Nick's a great guy. Um, so you raised all that money. Tom Tom came out. And, and he was the best. And like I said, well, the best part of it is I was I was really smart about it. I, but I really did believe that when the Ricketts bought the Cubs, they were going to win the World Series. And Club 400, you got to have a little timing. So I think we had timing. Obviously, when Tom came out, which was actually 2014 when he came out, the Cubs were terrible. You know, they were in last place. That's when they were pretty much had nobody in that lineup for the most part. And actually, the night he came out was the debut of uh, Solar, you know. So uh, he brought over Solar jerseys for me and Nick. So, uh, but it was perfect timing. But So when we had him outside, I said, hey, Mr. Ricketts, I think you're going to take the Cubs to the World Series. And when you do... The last thing I want you to do is come back to Club 400. He said, Stu, if I, I'm bringing the trophy. And everybody screamed and everybody cheered. And it was like, all right. So little do we know, two years later, 
The Cubs are World Series champions. And, of course, you had that on videotape, right? Uh, I him w- saying that? Well, he, when I called him, which I waited a while to call him. I didn't want to call him right away. Because, right, because they do a lot of stuff right after the series. Yeah, and he's done more than enough than, you know, he, the guys went out of his way for me big time. You know, he's bought me gifts. And, uh, I mean, what you know, when you're, the owner of your team becomes a friend almost, because I do consider him a friend, and he's such a good guy, you know, I already love the Cubs. Now, how much more could I love him, you know? Right. So, uh, and then I call him, and he's like, uh, so I got a hold of him. I said, Tom, are you going to bring the trophy over? Which I didn't want to do, but I was like, I, yeah, I wanted to do it, obviously, but I was a little held back on it. But he's like, he's like, he never hesitated. He's definitely, Stu, I'll bring the trophy out. That's so, great. And that one we did for, um, uh, it was for a heart transplant patient. Right. You know, out in um, Ringo, so. Yeah, it was that was an amazing, amazing, amazing event. That well, yeah, day. and Tom's We're never charged. Obviously, charged us the dollar to come out. That's and, which uh, is just incredible. And we've, you and I have talked about this a lot. It's incredibly surreal when you've got the owner of the Cubs and the World Series trophy, which so many people from around here will go, you know, way out of their way to get a picture taken with the trophy. You know, somewhere two hours from here, and it's in your backyard and in uh, your basement. I mean, that was just. You know, you're, you're so, so you're, cool. you're so worried about the party itself and putting it together. I, I, you know, for honestly, like the trophy got there separate from Tom. It came separate in a separate car with security, and when they brought it down in the basement, and they took the box, it came in a box, and they took it out, and it was just you know it's the World Series trophy for crying out loud. It really hit me, and I stopped in my tracks because even though I knew it was coming over. It didn't really hit me until it was there, you know, that how lucky because, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, Stu, you must be the, you know, how, you've got to be the biggest Cub fan around. And that's one of my reasons for doing this show. No, I'm not the biggest Cub fan around. I was just the one who actually did a basement, you know, mm-hmm. and I got lucky enough to decide at some point to use it and to share it with the fans. And, you know, and we like you said earlier, we have a family because of it now, a, a large extended family. So we're trying to make that family even bigger. And that's what this show is about. And, um, but, you know, one other thing, for those who have not had the opportunity to see Club 400, um, it's a combination of stuff that you've collected over the years, but you've also had people, since it started, give you some things that are one-of-a-kind and not regular memorabilia. Like, for instance, the organ. Yeah. You got it's Gary Pressy's. Yeah, Gary. I mean, it is. A, you know, I've been offered a lot of money for that organ multiple times, and it's not going anywhere. Uh, Gary's been out and he's played it for the when Rizzo came out. Okay. Which, you know, I think about 2016. That was a heck of a year. You know, we had Rizzo come out in May of that month, and that was just. Uh, you know, then they go to the World Series that year. It was just perfect. You know. And what a year to have Rizzo. And then this year, you know, obviously we had um, Baez out. Guys could be the MVP of baseball. So it was pretty – Club 400's got a little magic in there, I That's think. Right. You know? So In addition to Baez, you also had Riz, or, um, Schwarber this year. Kyle Schwarber, Schwarber, yeah. And then look what happens to him. He goes right. to the home run derby and pretty much wins it, in my opinion, even though he lost. I think he really won the hearts. And Well, let me tell you about Kyle Schwarber. The guys was first class, like – we basically we had to shut that party down, and uh, he, he would have stayed all night. He didn't want to leave. No, he would have yeah. stayed all night. And, and that was 
the coolest. We'll talk about each one of these parties, you know, as the show goes on. But that particular one, he took a helicopter from not too far from Wrigley Field out to Lake in the Hills. Yeah. And then he took a Huntley fire truck from um, the airport to your house, which yeah. is, like, so cool. And they turned the sirens on yeah. and everything. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, because there was bad weather that day, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. But uh, Kyle's got his own charity, Neighborhood Heroes, which he's partnered up with other charities, Campbell, uh, Campbell's crew, which we'll eventually talk to them on this show. Uh, I did not want to cancel that helicopter ride because he's, he actually came down with Campbell, and Campbell, I believe, is, I could be wrong, but 11 or 12 years old. And that uh, was just, you know, if you're a kid and you go to the Cubs game and the next thing you know you're on a helicopter going from Wrigley Field. They circled Wrigley, too. And then they uh, came out in a fire truck. That's something you'll always remember. Yeah. So uh, one last thing about Club 400, which just makes me, like, in awe to be a part of it, is not just yourself but your your entire family and then there's – extended family there's so many man hours that go into putting these events together and at the end of the day nobody in your you or your family asks for anything like all the stuff goes to whoever the the event is is for and stuff like that and you know there's been times i know for sure you probably would never tell me but there's times where you're not even breaking even i'm sure and well i could say and as i put on my grandma's grave who uh, was a big Cubs fan. I put my, put my hand on that grave, and I guarantee you we're in the negative. But uh, we're having a great time. So <laughs> yeah, well, and, and you can't you can't replace memories, you know. So having a great time, but also changing a lot of people's lives too. Oh, and you know what? That's that's the thing. It's like that's the whole thing behind it. Is like after we had that party for Nick, I'm like we had a heck of a great time. Everybody had a good time, right? And we raised thirty thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, and this isn't know? just a good time. This is like one of those lifetime memory things. Like. Who can say, right in my neighborhood, I'm in the backyard and I got to shake hands with and talk to Kyle Schwarber? You know, I mean, that's, right. that just doesn't happen. Well, I think so. it's, you know, it's unique. It's something, uh, it's a different setting than what's out there. I don't know anybody uh, who, has a, who has a man cave who's had, like, you know, twenty over 20 players over and is doing what we're doing. So I think it is definitely unique, and I think it's kind of cool. It's not like you're going to the convention center waiting in a line in, you know, concrete floor building. Right. You're actually going to... My house, which we turned in the backyard into a festival type atmosphere, and we have you know great food, good music. You know, modern day Romeos have always been a part of it, and we had a lot of special guests, magicians, and all that kind of stuff. So we try to make it memorable, and I always we always try to step step the game up too. And every time it has been just a little bit better than the last one. All right, I was going to ask you real quick. uh, Let's tell them tell everybody how we met. You know. Yeah, great. Um, So I was a stalker <laughs> as i like to say yeah, we've had, we've got a couple of those around <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i um, we can, i got stories about some stalkers we'll talk about later yeah during the 2016 playoff run you know you would watch uh something on tv then you'd go to your computer and i'm on youtube and i see a youtube video of your basement and i'm like oh my goodness as a cubs fan as a sports fan i was like this is unbelievable and then i watched another one that was related to it and i'm like it's in lake in the hills that's right next door to me you know and then i was like i gotta find this guy and i actually um kept watching videos sort of obsessively for the next several hours and 
I see a video where uh, Jim from Modern Day Romeo's, their lead singer, is in the video, and he's singing and dancing in the background. And I'm like, literally grabbed my phone, called him. I'm like, Jim, you know this guy with the Cubs basement? And he goes, Stu, yeah, he's a good friend. And then uh, he invited me to, he goes, come over Thursday. We're going to watch the basketball tournament over there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So he gives me the address. He's like, meet me there at noon. Sure enough, he doesn't get there anywhere near noon. Exactly. So I walk in, and <laughs> you you were with probably about 10 people, and everybody kind of turned around to look like, who's this new guy? And I'm like, I'm with Big Jimmy with the band. And then everyone was <laughs> like, oh, you're fine. Then you're good. And, uh, you know, you and I, I, I told you a little bit about my radio stuff. and Yeah, we um, talked about it. I remember, like I said, it was over a year ago. Like, yeah. hey, we, maybe we should do a podcast or something like that. Yeah, and then we just... Um, a lot of drinks over talk, talk of a possible show. <laughs> talk <so>. more. And <laughs> I, we just hit it off because I think you got, you and I are a lot alike in that, um, you know, we both really care about other people. We're both, you know, trying to be, like, really good family men, you know, right. and stuff like that. We share the same kind of set of values and stuff like that and we like to have a good time and yeah exactly so it's just been super cool um i've we'll talk about this later too in another show but we went on a road trip um that's when you know you're like good friends with somebody when you do a road trip and you get along still after you're traveling exactly. and stuff we we had 50 people go to cincinnati for 50 people yeah not, for not a, no, not one issue, not one for a problem. three game yeah. uh, series and or weekend, and just an absolute blast. And which we're going to do that every year. We're going to have a club four hundred, you know, road trip every yeah. year, and hopefully it'll get bigger and bigger, and uh, they will do two buses next well, there year. There you go. That's that's good. Believe it or not, we've only got about five minutes left. I know that's, that's <laughs> the only thing I was thinking about this show yeah. is maybe it's a little too short, but we're gonna it, we're gonna power pack it. We are gonna power pack it. It's going too fast already, but. We kind of have a big announcement that we're going to make on this yeah. one. Yeah, and I, you know, part of me doesn't want to make this announcement just because it's going it, to, my life's going to change. Everyone's <laughs> life is going to change. So I think we should tell them. The, the fun part of it. Should we tell the, the backdrop <laughs> story of this? Yeah. About being at the game. You tell, you tell yeah, them. Yeah, so for our first show, and like I said, this is kind of our intro show, uh, you know, Last week I called. Uh, well, it was a couple of weeks ago. I called Bill up. I said, "Bill, you want to Uber me down to Wrigley Field instead of being on the on the app? I'll just you just drive me down there." Bill's like, "All right." So we get close to Wrigley Field. I'm like, "What are you gonna do now, Bill? Are you gonna Uber around or what?" He's like, oh, "I don't know." I'm like, "Hey, I just found some twenty five dollar tickets." He's like, "Let's go to the game. I'm go with you." All right, cool. So I said, "Well, hey, Bill, can you Uber me down here tomorrow?" And he's like, "Sure." I'm like, "All right. What time are you gonna pick me up?" Oh, nine thirty. So Bill gets in his car and we drive down there and get a little closer and I'm like, Bill, I got, I just got found an extra ticket. Do you want an Uber? Or you want to go to the game? The best Uber driver ever, Bill. He, I he, go to the game with you. Yeah. He, he <laughs> drives you the game. He babysits you. He buys you a couple beers right. and he drives you back. So uh, all good. But the sec, the first game on Saturday, which was a doubleheader, um, we just bought some really cheap seats because I had sold mine already. And uh, so I'm like, Bill, we'll just we'll just find a pair. We'll, you know, just follow me. You know, I know how it works around here. <laughs> so we go and we sit in these two seats. And the guy behind me, he looks at me and he says, Hey, guys, you better get out of these seats because these people are coming back. So, so me and Bill, we get up, we walk away, and I hear him as he's walking away. Man, those were a couple big boys over there. And I, I like turn around. And I'm like, I looked at the guy and I'm like, He's right. What am I supposed to say to that? He's right. 
he's totally offended, right. and then it's so, like, yeah, he's right. I mean, what, what, what's there to get right. mad about? You know, right? So, um, you know, uh, Bill, tell tell him what's going well, on. Well, so you know, being the beneficiary of last year's Christmas uh, fundraiser, as you said, I've been talking to you since last year about how I want to help pull together something for this year. Right. So you and I decided on that inspirational moment at Wrigley Field that we were going to do a weight loss challenge. It's yep. actually going to start today. Oh, today. Jeez. I know. After the show. So if you got anything you want to eat right now, go ahead. Yeah, uh, let's order a pizza right now <laughs> yeah. from my favorite place, Sal's in Huntley, which is the best. There you go. And we're going to go till uh, December or uh, November 30th. November 30th. We're going to go through the end of November. And this is the cool thing. we got a website. It's going to be on our Facebook page and all over the place. You can go in there, and what you can do is pick who you think is going to lose more weight. That's me, Stu. Or me, Bill. Or no. you can or you can pick both people, and you can actually bid on how many pounds we're going to lose. Right. All right? So I went in there and just set an initial goal of 30 pounds, which for me is will be difficult <laughs> and right. aggressive, but... That's what I'm going to put in there. So yeah. if a person wants to do like a dollar a pound, you know, right. it's 30, 30 bucks. In addition to this, we are inviting anyone on the um, who's listening to us on the radio, anyone who's associated with Club 400 in any way can join us as well. Yep. And we already have one volunteer. Yeah, we do. He's a bartender. At Club 400. And he's a good-looking man. He's a sexy man. Brian Flanagan oh, will man. be joining us. See, us this. three together, we'll knock out some go uh, golf carts if we're just sitting them. Sitting them. I'm like, huh. and here's the the best part about it is, all of us are going to be cheering for each other because it's not really a. Contest. Are you kidding me? I'm going to kick your butt. Well, no, I'm going to totally kick your butt. But <laughs> it, the the good news is, hopefully, we can raise some good money, and we're going to. Um, Take the money and put it in, you know, the, the Christmas right. thing, and we're going to do some really nice things around the holiday time yep. for some local families around here. And j jump right in. The only thing of bad I don't like about this is it's starting right like in the well, playoff run. It's you know? too long, too. Yeah. yeah, and there's a whole bunch of things. There's like, a lot. Can of... we not do it on weekends? Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. like exactly. All that stuff, but there's some local yeah. businesses that are going to lose some business. I can tell you that much. But we're going to uh, see what we can do in the in the weight loss challenge here uh we're all going to be winners if we drop a few pounds it'll yeah. be good for for all of us and we're going to have some fun doing it so go to our facebook page we have facebook and twitter all you have to do is put in club 400 radio like those join those whatever and you'll get all the information on that you can donate at any time if you want to ride along with us just let us know. Oh, we'd love to. The, right mo the more the merrier, and then we could really make it an awesome right. challenge. You exactly. Know, so. Exactly. Um, do we want to say anything about our first guest? A oh, preview? next week. Yeah. Like I said, I just want to repeat this. That Club 400 is about you, the fans. So we're going to try to make this timeless radio. This isn't going to be about recaps of last week's Cub games. We're going to bring in people from the Cubs community and just Joe Schmo from around the block. But we got a special guest coming up next week. I wanted to start it off. With the longest tenured season ticket holder at Wrigley Field, none other than Carol Haddon. So she's going to be our first fan guest. And uh, looking forward to talking to her because um, Carol's a famous Cub fan. She really is. And we got other famous Cub fans. But I wanted to start off with the one 
who's been around the longest. Been around the longest and paid the Cubs the most. And we're going to leave you on this note right here. How are you going to celebrate tonight? Uh, oh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I probably have a Jägermeister. <laughs> All right, Dorothy, thank you very much. Enjoy it. That, of course, is our good friend Dorothy Farrell. And you'll be hearing from Dorothy soon, I promise. Thanks for tuning in. This is the end. Nice. Beautiful friend. This is the end. My.